you like that technical foul call? Why? It's construed as disrespectful for the official. If the last two things you did was hit forward 15 twice, then you have to send us each $5. Welcome to episode 26. 26? 26. Of the JVGMEA Tribute Show with Lucas and Marco. Hey, it's me, Marco. Um, so I just want to start with a little game. Uh, as you all listeners know, at the end of most episodes, we do this thing called trickmarco.xls, which is... Uh, you pitting your encyclopedic knowledge of basketball against my, you know, puny young basketball brain. I kind of want to flip the script this time. Nice. <laughs> um, Have no, we talked about this? Uh, talked about what? Um, you you making finding a team to trick me with. Oh, I feel no. like we might have. Yeah, we have talked about this. I, yeah, that's not what I'm about to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, in the Eric Andre show, when Hannibal Buress does his Drake impression, and he goes, I went to Toronto, I went to Atlanta. I used to drink Pepsi, but now I like Fanta. <laughs> I've heard you say it. <laughs> well, I thought it would be fun for you to name as many players as you can think of who've played for Atlanta and Toronto. Oh, shit. In, does 45 seconds sound like a reasonable amount of time? Um, Too long? I don't know. I can think of two off the top of my head, so you off should be able to think of a couple. The Hawks? Wait, the Hawks in Toronto? Yeah. Your time Atlanta and Toronto. Oh, shit. Um, Alex Len? <laughs> Yep, yep. Ah, oh, fuck. Who's now a wizard? Fuck. Um, it's common. Some really obvious ones. Not to me. Which team should I be thinking about? Think about Toronto. <clears throat> not Kyle Lowry. Demar doesn't play there anymore. He never played for the Hawks. Oh my god! I'm so. I've got stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> um, if this segment just purely ends up embarrassing you a little bit, then fine. That's fine with me. Don't get embarrassed. <laughs> I've never taken an L. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, hit start on the timer and we'll start for real this time. All so, right. Ali, no, 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 I'm kidding, please. Um, who's the other obvious one for the, whole, for, the for the Raptors? Siakam. We're at 45 seconds. Damn. Um, ever heard of a guy called Vince Carter? Oh, no. <laughs> I was only thinking um, of current day players. And there was another... Oh, uh, Lou Williams as well. Oh. He, I think he played oh, two wow. seasons for one and one season for the other in like... 2013, 2014. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. I guess that's another W in the market. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the second, just quick thing I wanted to mention is uh, this happened a few weeks ago. I don't think we talked about it. About um, Onze Pesechnik's um, uh, tying the record for most turnovers in six minutes. Oh wow! <laughs> At the end of your the Wizards blowouts blowout against the Wolves. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, he had five turnovers in six minutes and it's the funniest thing. And then he got waved like <laughs> a week later. Um, hey, they all go in the same column as a W though. <laughs> <laughs> Another record for the Wizards. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, poor guy, man. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know anything about him. And then this video came up in my YouTube suggested and I was like, surely, surely Lucas will appreciate that. <laughs> Consider it appreciated. All right, now to move on to some real basketball. Um, <laughs> should we start off talking about uh, the Philadelphia 76ers? Come out guns blazing. Sure. Start of the season. 
Um, yes. Yeah, so we should have talked about them so much earlier. Oh, definitely. With it, because they were seven and one at one stage. I, and go on. Well, I think the reason we didn't talk about them is because we had like talked about all the moves they made in free agency and how they were good moves. And yeah, then they were all good moves. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go on. <laughs> so the only well, the issues I had with Embiid, he has fixed from last season to this mm. season. Like he comes up on pick and rolls, he k- shuts the fuck up a little bit more. Um. He gets to the free throw line, but it's it's not as annoying as it used to be. It's not like it's not like Trey Young want to belt him in the face, like get into the free throw line type shit. Uh, and yeah, he just cooks people up um, offensively at any at everywhere. Uh, I don't understand how fucking pl- people still bite on his pump fake from three. Mm. Just let him shoot that. Mm. But yeah, Embiid, who I thought was the biggest issue, uh, fixed or amended all of the things that. You know, I was like, fuck you, Embiid, fuck you, Embiid. So I have to give him credit because I would be, I don't know, a piece of shit otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think one thing that always comes up in criticisms of Embiid is that, like, he's a bit boring to watch. Yeah. He's been heaps more fun to watch this season. Like, um, I can't, I think it was in one of the Pistons games. Just this beautiful, like, um, uh, like slippery Euro step around Mason Plumlee or Mm. something. It was like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. Like, you know that he's agile and like physically a beast, but yeah. like he doesn't use his sort of speed and yeah. lightness enough. He just yeah. posts up and fucking yeah. know, does that Embiid move. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, that's a good point. He is, they're much more exciting to watch. And I feel like, fuck, we should really do, go do like a deep doc dive because mm. um, mm. he's a really good coach. And Definitely. I think that it's just, he's one of those, him and LeBron coming up against like, you know, LeBron not being a killer, LeBron not being one of the the, the greatest those two narratives are just like monkey see, monkey do. People say them because they hear other people say them. Yeah. I think there's one series Doc shouldn't have should have won that he lost. But you look at his whole career when he coached from Orlando all the way throughout the 2000s. Like, oh yeah, he had an easy job in uh, Boston because he had a stacked team. But it's like so many um, um, budding egos would have been in that locker room, and like it, not anyone could have coached that team. And yeah, like his whole thing is uh you know the that he's a a leader like a sorry a motivator and yeah he got it he got it out of Embiid and it was kind of like if Doc couldn't do it then it is Embiid that is the issue Mm. but yeah he he did it and they said that yeah they're so they're playing so well yeah and it's such a like it's such a great roster but just having a good roster isn't enough like yeah you said you need to be able to motivate them and make them work together and they all fit together so well like that starting five feels a bit like Danny Green's the worst player out of, out yeah. of those five guys yeah. who start by quite a bit as well. <laughs> and um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rag on Danny. We've done that enough. Um, you know, since we started this pod, he's not shooting great from three, but like he's still such a solid defender. And yeah. when he's like, you know, the fifth like best offensive option on the floor, yeah. When they start, he doesn't need to score. He needs yeah. to hit like two threes. Like that's all he needs to do. Yeah. Um. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is, yeah, like, uh, Doc is already sort of managing to turn Shake Milton into, like, his Lou Will. Like, his... So good. His Shake amazing, Milton is so good. Yeah, yeah. But he's just, like, fallen into that, like, make your own shot, just score 15 points a game off the bench. Mm. Um, just that, yeah, filling that role perfectly that I feel like Doc's had on most of his teams. Yeah, and then that game where they only had seven available players... Mm. Tyrese Maxey came out and dropped 36 mm. or 39 or whatever. And, the, yeah, there's just so much found change. Or yeah. I, I don't know how many times I've said that 
on this pod. <laughs> but I've never known what the actual saying is. I think... Chips at the bottom of the bag is... The, <laughs> is what I mean. It was like, loose change. Oh, well, who knows? I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think yeah. this is the perfect... Um, this is the perfect example of it yeah. as well. Um, yeah. Like, Seth Curry, who played so well at the end of last season. And he's just... He's, so fucking good for them like what is he? he's shooting 56% from three he's second best in the league <laughs> so like, nuts it's just insane oh do you want to know the only person shooting better from three than them Westbrook Alex Caruso oh my god <laughs> mm-hmm. fucking hell uh, yeah uh, I was I saw that um, that Wizards Sixers game mm. was just so disheartening I mean you know Beal obviously dropped 60 and we actually played a good game and it wasn't even Embiid was the one who ended us but like five threes in the first quarter from Seth and then just the rest of the game he was just so efficient I think he must have missed twice or maybe three times Uh, and yeah they just like if you're getting 20 from Seth 18 from Shake Milton Mm. and then it's like you know that, that just makes it so much easier for Embiid and Simmons and then you forget about Tobias Harris who's still like a gun and is like I feel so much better about him this year than last year as well. For yeah. some reason, like he's, yeah. he looks so he's looks so aggressive. Mm. Like every time he gets the ball, he's really like trying to find a shot or like yeah. find a teammate. Um, he's shooting the whole team is shooting incredibly. Like yeah. you know, uh, I'm not going to make a cheap Ben Simmons shot here. No pun intended. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit intended, but um, you have that written down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole exchange verbatim. Um, <laughs> Um, but also, yeah, like, so Simmons is playing great, but he's only got, like, the fifth highest points per game. Like, yeah. He, which is great. That's what, he yeah. should, that's what he should be. Like, I, a player like him thrives, thrives with, like, a diverse range of offensive players yeah. like yeah. the 76ers have around him. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is where two of my philosophies contradict each other, or kind of, but this is where you got to be flexible and complex with sports. Um so my theory in, dra- in the draft is just BPA and then sort it out later. But the team that wins is the team with, with, like you, you it's an absolute must. Fit is an absolute must. Mm. Uh, but <clears throat> also in the draft, that's the time to make a gamble. And if you have one of the top five picks, there's no the roster isn't good because you got a top five pick or like you got a high pick in the draft. And even if you have like the thirty second pick and you're like, all right, well our depth chart is we've got three PG three. Our point guard through power forward, we have three in each, and then we have one center. But we really like this wing. Mm. Go get get the get that wing because yeah. like yeah, take take those gambles in the draft and just get the go for maximize talent in the draft. But then when you're like refining your t- your championship team, because that's two different. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll talk about this. Uh, two different stages that teams are in. Yeah. Like there's the that's the contenders slash pretenders need to make those moves for fit. But then teams that are rebuilding, it's just like let's just get ev- let's just get all the talent and then sort it out later. Yeah, you say this all the time, but I've been thinking about it recently. Like the number of uh, teams that have fumbled the bag uh, with like a lottery pick by choosing a center when there's just another a better player. Yeah. On the cards, it's so many times. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's easily the biggest mistake that front offices make. Is like, yeah. well, we need this sort of player. It's like, well, Michael Jordan's actually actually still available. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you should draft him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good, um, good example. Yeah. Um, anything else about Philly? Uh, uh, no, nah, not really. Mm. Uh, just yeah, I think that you 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 say like 
Embiid being more entertaining, the trickle-on effect of that is just so much more entertaining. And then, yeah, we were talking about this with Connor in the pool yesterday, and it was just like, um, yeah, just add shooters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so obvious. Yeah, I mean, like, it was staring everyone <laughs> in the face. just add shooters. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were two other things I wanted to say when I was looking at... Uh, Curry's uh, three-point percentage. There are, when, when you were looking at Curry's what? Uh, three-point percentage. <laughs> Look at Curry, man. Look at Curry, man. So inspirational. <laughs> um, um, there are actually... Um, there are five players in the league shooting 50-40-90 at the moment. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, Curry, Kevin. Middleton, Paul George, Tobias Harris, and Gordon Hayward. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. How weird's that? Like, Paul George. You, you would never put Paul George or Gordon Hayward as 50, 40, 90 guys. So, KD is what? Like 88% from free throw or something? Yeah, that, it must be that. Because he's yeah. like 48% from from three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these are these are people who are actually shooting that. People are shooting pretty well this season. I don't know if that's an early season thing and because it's the first year I'm paying attention to stats, <laughs> I'm just yeah. noticing it. Well, yeah, it, it'll it'll even out yeah, as the season goes on. But you 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 are right. It, it does seem like players are way more efficient than they yeah. than they have been, and that might be from the you know crowdless games yeah. and Unless things of that nature. Russell Westbrook, I guess. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just give a little thirty seconds on the game today. Oh uh, yeah, cool. I I. I I got to a point where I just didn't even care about the outcome. <laughs> like, we weren't going to win. We were, we were competitive, but it's like, fuck, dude. Westbrook's so shit. Mm. He's so shit. Mm. Uh, and Cassius Winston, I don't know. It's the first time I saw him play. He's got a very weird shot. He's got a very weird release. Uh, kind of looks like... It looks like he isn't maximizing, like, his energy. Because he's like kicks his feet out, and it's so weird just the way he shoots. But you know, he's, he's still in his first season. Garrison Matthews had no idea he was gonna be so like confident. That guy just like is an instant trigger, and we are in dire need of players that aren't, aren't afraid to shoot. Uh, and yeah, just it was such a disheartening game. There was a Jerome Robinson, uh, Alex Len pick and roll at one stage, and that was the worst moment of my life. I think. <laughs> Uh, even though he scored, <laughs> I, I saw that like your anti Jerome Robinson uh, opinion the other day, and then he was starting. I was like, <laughs> I just don't know, like where I don't like, know. Like man. it looked like they'd made the decision not to play him. <laughs> and then, yeah, and yeah. They, I think he played the most minutes out of anyone. It, actually, it, it is fucking bewildering. <laughs> like he didn't get he, he didn't get picked up. They didn't pick up his option, and then they start him. Yeah. He started two games since then, and that happened like. Oh, no, well, a month ago now. Oh, yeah, because we've been, we've been out with COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys have played, like, no games. Like, this is your two first weeks. game in two weeks or something, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, Rui, uh, Bertans, uh, I think they're, they, they're, like, two of it. And Denny, they, all of them have um, got COVID. Shit. Uh, and that sucks because that's, like, most of the fun. Most yeah. of the fun players from the team. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, it's, it's funny, like, we support two of the four worst NBA teams in the league at the moment. Like, <laughs> so boring. <laughs> um, and God, we've, we've milked them for everything yeah. that we can. Um, one more thing I, I forgot about Philly before we move on is um, I went on the 76ers subreddit before this. Just, you know, just like to see what Philly fans are saying. Yeah. Team, 
tangent but team subreddits so stupid they're, oh. they're like you don't learn anything there's no critical debate it's just like oh man we're, we're looking good or like <laughs> so and so is complete trash we should fucking burn him at the stake like. <laughs> so that just reminded me so today I've been like thinking about all this stuff I wanted to say on this episode and I was like I should write it down and I was like nah I'll just remember it and then I, I got here and I forgot everything <laughs> but you just reminded me so what is it with every team's commentators always saying KYP, know your personnel. <laughs> How many times do they have to fucking say that? Like, not only do we now know what KYP stands for, shut the fuck up. Like, stop. And it's all of them, all 30 teams. They're, they're, there's always one, like, the X player. The ex, there's, like, the, the commentator and the X player, and the X player is always like, you know, that's what, you know, coach had on the whiteboard every single game, every single day. KYP, you gotta know what you're working with out there. I actually think I... I was watching a Cavs game the other day. It was the first, like, team-commentated duo that I didn't hate. Like, they were getting just as excited when the Nets did something good. Yeah. That's really admirable because nobody else... It's like, like, fuck, like, I don't know, Siakam... Siakam misses an easy shot and they're like, oh, so close. His shot's going to come any moment, you know? And then Zion Zion gets like, yeah, this is just for example <laughs> and Zion gets some like fuck off dunk and they're like Zion for two <laughs> <laughs> yeah the Raptors are annoying yeah. um, fucking Canadians man the uh, by far and away the worst is Boston yeah like they definitely. are they're unwatchable like, you can't you can't listen to them um, you're like I genuinely can't listen to their commentators that's gonna be a holdover from their whole fandom sure <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you're a Boston fan you know how unbearable you are like. uh, and then I think uh, the Blazers have really good ones yeah that would make sense I'd buy that Portland just you know, good place yeah what do they have to complain about anyway so what, what I was talking about three minutes ago <laughs> I was on the 76ers uh, subreddit and before the Pistons game uh, Embiid was tweeting about some crazy uh, FIFA multiplayer streak he just got on, <laughs> like he got in three wins and zero losses th- sorry 30 wins and zero losses in a row on, <laughs> on ultimate team and the suburb was going crazy for it like, <laughs> you know he's gonna come with that winning attitude when <laughs> we're playing Detroit baby <laughs> I am so sick of hearing that you know I don't care what it is I want to win if it's basketball if it's you know if it's FIFA if it's cooking if I can win, you know, and then the people, those fucking, the anti-LeBron brigade, the the, the pro-Jordan white guys that yeah, are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that kid, he's got that dog in him. It's like, <laughs> shut up. Take off your backwards cap. He's playing a fucking video game. Before. He's He gets paid $40 million a year to play basketball. Like, what he does in the video game doesn't matter. <laughs> I, but also it's kind of cute like I, I flip between it with Embiid between finding him kind of unbearable and like really cute yeah he's, he's, he's this big kind of doughy like mm. you know hey I'm Joel Embiid <laughs> <laughs> cancel <laughs> I feel like that Embiid, wasn't meant to come out at how it came yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like Embiid had this really weird um because when he came into the league, I swear he was actually funny mm. and then he became not funny like all that stuff with Rihanna it was like he kept trying to ask, he was like, kept asking Rihanna out on a date. And then like, she was like, come back to me when you're an all-star. And then something happened between when he made that, when she made that tweet and when he became an all-star where he just, he steadily declined in how funny he became. Yeah, Cause true. he used to be funny and like, and then yeah, yeah, I, I've said everything I had to say. There was something a little bit depressing about like those Philly teams for the last two years. I don't know what it was, but like, yeah. like, you know, the fact that Jimmy Butler, the best personality in the league, left them, I feel like drained a lot of the life out of them yeah. or something. Like, purely 
from a personality standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like something, there's going to be a book or an article that comes out about the team last year. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. And then it'll just make it, it'll just make everything make sense. Um, so apparently, uh, Sean from the deep two is telling me about this. Uh, this, this is the most off topic thing, (laughs) but like, yeah, he was telling me tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was telling me about, uh, this warriors book and, they're talking about KD and KD had just said something or other. And then apparently if you talk, if you write something about a Warriors player, they have a rule within the team for the beat writers that you have to then be available the next day and you have to talk to them face to face. And then apparently KD was just giving him nothing. And then uh, Andre Iguodala and I think Kevon Looney took the, um, the reporter around the corner and they were like laughing and they were laughing and they're like, you're married, right? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, you know how sometimes you're in the middle of an argument with your wife and you just have to agree with her? And then he's like, yeah. It's like, that's what it is like. With, that's what it's like with KD. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it's crazy. Like, wow. That was still, that was their finals MVP and they still didn't care about him. Like yeah. they still didn't give a fuck about him. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot, doesn't it? Um, yeah. K- speaking of f- funny guys and KD, KD t- was tweeting about the um, Godzilla versus King Kong movie all day today, and it was really funny. <laughs> what do you say? He like he like tweeted the trailer, um, and some replied being like, "Godzilla never loses; he just has to hit the cryo chamber from time to time when he has aches and pains." And KD <laughs> goes, "He definitely needs to be load managed. He's been at it for a century." Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> it's just so on the nose. Like it's such a KD <laughs> thing to say. Yeah, I think I was listening to some jazz when that happened. <laughs> Oh, whoa! The Utah Jazz, our favorite team. That reminds me. Jazz are on an eight-game winning streak. Um, Shaq got saltier. Dude, how is he getting more insecure? What is going on? How is he... It's a tangent once again. No, but no, we're on the Jazz. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know what's... Like, fucking what? You're 7'1", 40 years old, or however old. You've done your career... You've had you have one of the most storied careers of all time. What 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 is why do you care about how much money Rudy Gobert makes? Mm-hmm. Why are you telling Donovan Mitchell he doesn't have what it takes? And then you say, Oh, I'm doing that to light the fire. It's like, fuck, dude, now you know that if Donovan Mitchell doesn't take that step, he'll be like, you know, he wasn't up for it. And then if he does take that step, he'll be like, you know, he heard it from a great ex player like me. Well, he was already fucking doing that in that awful post game. Um, interview with him where yeah, he was yeah, like that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah 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 that's yeah. what you're talking about yeah that's yeah. what I'm talking that about was, that, sorry that was fucked like, yeah like, that was so oh, yeah. and then yeah all the information just like alright <laughs> um, uh, did you see the thing uh, fuck just tangent 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 um, now this is related bit, like he posted the um, photoshopped photo of him dunking on Gobert and yeah. then someone photoshopped a photo of Damage dunking on him and he messaged the, yeah. the creator on Instagram being like shut your ass up yeah oh my god you're a grown man you're a hall of famer <laughs> who cares also I think Leave I went onto that account and it's got like 16,000 followers yeah 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 it's a nobody like it's a, it's a fucking photoshop get over yeah. it it's, yeah it's hilarious and like, like getting a salty amount of photoshop god. a fanfic yeah um all right, back on, back onto the jazz yes. for real this time. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, mm. I think is, I can't believe, well, I actually didn't even consider him coming into this season, like talking about six man, especially, but I've always thought of him as a really good, he was always like the, I wish he was on the Wizards guy mm. because not afraid to miss, uh, you know, runs an offense, uh, not really runs an offense, but just creates a shot and you're comfortable with him creating a shot. 
And yeah, that whole team, I think they got six players averaging double digit points. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at, yeah, six. Yeah. Um, Mitch, Clarkson, Conley, Bogdanovich, Gobert, and Joe Ingles. Jingles. <laughs> yeah. Man. And I'll be honest, I haven't really watched that much uh, Utah. Uh, I haven't really watched that many of their games. But yeah, they're 12 and 4. I think they're top of the. Top of the West right now, unless the Lakers are still... Oh, no, I think the Lakers have three three losses. But, yeah, anyway, top there, top of the West, um, like, top end. And they're just killing it, and they're just fucking beating teams down. And, I mean, I just hope it, I just hope it lasts throughout the playoffs, because I actually kind of back them this year. Yeah, I think it's because right. Shaq hates them. Yeah. True. Or Shaq's being salty about it. I true. want them to fucking prove him wrong. Yeah. I mean, oh, fuck. No, I don't want him to prove him wrong. I want them to succeed and I want to see Shaq fucking eat shit. Yeah. yeah. Not prove him wrong. Don't get... It's, don't two, se- it's two separate narratives. Not to talk about this again, but he puts himself in a win-win situation. Shaq. Be like, you know, I willed them to this victory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, from what I've watched of the Jazz, like, they're, they're so solid on both ends of the court. Like, yeah. they have this really sort of developed defense. Um... But their offense, it's so it's it's so diverse. Like you know, like Jingles can just like have thirteen assists and like run everything from mm. from the fucking hip. Um, Mitch can go crazy. Clarkson can Clarkson's definitely saved them a few times. Yeah. by you know just having explosions off the bench. Yeah, um, Mike Conley's so much better than I ever remembered him being. <laughs> like, yeah, last season was weird. I don't know what I really don't know what it was. Mm. Um. But yeah, it's I'm so I like that he's back into like you know consistent form because he was always one of those like hipster likable guys that you just want them to do well and the fit was so good on this team mm. and then last season I was like no don't tell me he's over it but it seems as though he's um actually kind of similar to like Chris Paul in a way yeah right where he's just like CP3 is like happy to just average fourteen and nine mm. and then you know I think he's taking eleven shots a game or something which is like. Chris Paul should never be taking only 11 shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and but just, you it, know, just like the, the 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 captain. Just like run shit, let everyone else, let everyone do their shit and then just just be be the steadying force of yeah. the offense. And it's more of like a, dare I say it, like a sort of old school point guard role when point guards have too, not too often, but like they're so often the best players in the league and the stars of the offense. Yeah. And, you know, they're taking 20 shots, they're shooting eight threes blah 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 um but yeah for someone to say yeah you're right it's a very good quality especially when you've got other great players to have a point guard who can just like step back yeah do their role be a leader and be happy with you know not not averaging over 20 points yeah yeah and then yeah this whole team is just yeah wow 16 points on 12 attempts a game yeah that's actually something i think that i do very well is (laughs) read a box score yeah right I always look at um, if the players just ends with more points than field goal attempts, then they've had a good sh- scoring game. Mm-hmm. Even if they go zero for six and then seven or seven of eight from the free throw line, I think that that's still a good game to end on seven points, even though you went zero for six from the field. Because you put the other team in a compromising position where they had to foul you because yeah. you got so close to the ring. <clears throat> and like uh, free throws also... Yeah, and, and also you got... Like they another foul on the other team. Yeah, yeah, and I mean going zero for six and seven from eight from the three throw line. It's like going three for six and no free throws. Like yeah, the, the, 
there's that mysticism in shooting well and scoring points. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I liken it more to like going four of ten. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there's a disconnect there. I should have cut you off. But it's like, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like you Explain went that logic to me, please. Because you went, you went four of ten, mm. and or three and a half of ten, mm. and you got the other, you got four fouls on the other team as well. Yeah, which I would take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I got you. So gotcha. maybe a little, a little under efficient on the um. Know, effective field goal percentage yeah. dare, dare I say it <laughs> But uh, Super And yeah the, the Getting the other teams Failed get, Gets you that buff, Buffer I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> I don't know how to articulate no, I, this I, I point I really like this theory Like I get I get what you're saying Yeah I just think you know, you know I might be had a few too many beers Last night <laughs> um, Yeah cool I Yeah I take back some of the Criticisms of the Jazz I've had in the past I feel like because they Like we've talked about They are one of those teams That's just sort of good And then yeah. Loses in the first Round of the playoffs It's yeah. like Okay Cool whatever mm. But Yeah Credit where credit's due Yeah definitely Yeah Philly and Utah Unreal starts um, Speaking of credit where credit's due <laughs> uh, Another word that has two Another sentence that has two Words that start with C in it <laughs> Clint Capella is really good <laughs> <laughs> Is um, that a good segue? <laughs> I think that might be our best yet. Uh, thanks to Angus, our, our our ghost producer for this episode. Because we yesterday we were like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, but the Capella suggestion was massive. So he had 25-25 with five blocks and a triple-double with blocks Yeah, in, in the space of the last week, uh, which is just ridiculous. Like, unbelievable stat patter. Uh, but it's resulting in wins. Yeah. And... I don't know what Capella's good at. I really don't like. I watch him and I feel like seventeen mil for Capella is, a, and it's like it's a fair amount. It's a fair amount. Like it's fair, and but I just still can't really put my finger on what he's good at. <laughs> Obviously, blocking yeah. and defend and defensively, he's good. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I really like about Capella. I think he's one of the few centers in the league that contests just about every shot. Yeah, yeah. Without racking up a million fouls that's a good point yeah like watching those games before he got some of those blocks he went for a block yeah like 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 he really is putting himself out there uh for every single shot whereas i mean Embiid, who who we like like sometimes he just doesn't even jump like yeah yeah, yeah. he's just standing there yeah okay cool yeah yeah, capella's always like absolutely elevating yeah and going for it um i think like offensively uh him and him and Trey are definitely there's some there's some chemistry starting to develop there. Yeah. Like the number of times he just throw up like a no look lob to wherever and Capella would somehow catch it. Yeah, very impressive. Um, this was I, this is the first moment that I've liked Trey Young like legitimately. <laughs> um, against the Pistons, he's like um, dribbling into the paint and he literally looks like a little tiny little worm he squirms through josh jackson jeremy grant blake griffin and mason Plumley, and then hands it <laughs> off to clint and he dunks it and it was just so like these fucking massive dudes like i think yeah, the grant's trees. the shortest there and he's six eight and trey trey just looked like this tiny little kid like ducking and weaving <laughs> between them and it was a great play it was yeah. like a great unselfish play like he was under the basket and he handed it off like uh, last game they played was against the Wolves and they and Trey Young went actually 8 of 12 from 3 but he was having a dreadful stretch as yeah, well definitely um, since the turn of the year mm. he had he was having 23% from 3 mm. 
but it, they still, I think, they, yeah, they went 500 over that stretch. But yeah, that's kind of wild, um, especially considering how well everyone's shooting this year. Mm. And like, he is a he's a he's a gun shooter. Mm. As much as I hate him, mm. he's really good at shooting. Mm. Um, I think the, the other thing that perhaps this Capella streak is proving is unlike the 76ers where all of the free agents that they added and trades they made were kind of what improved them. Like it's kind of the opposite with the Hawks. Like the impact that Rondo and Gallinari hasn't really been felt yet. Yeah. Um, but instead it's just been like those guys who are already there have been playing a lot yeah. better than they were last season. And yeah. And it's just, it's because they're young and they're mature yeah. and they're growing into those. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're growing into the NBA. Yeah. Um, is there anything else about Capella? <laughs> uh, no, nah, just good week and keep up the good work, boss. Um, oh, I had one thing. Oh. <laughs> um, when he uh, rejected Anthony Edwards' dunk, I feel like it was such... It was just such an identifier of everything that's wrong with Anthony Edwards' game. Oh, right. He has no fucking idea... Like he has no awareness of the defense when he's mm. when he's going for a shot. He gets blocked so often. Yeah, right. And just throws up bad shots. It's just like he just doesn't know where the other player is. Yeah, he right. He doesn't realize they're right on top of him or that they're right. like forcing yeah, okay. him off balance or something like like that. Yeah. Um. Because yeah. Uh. Yeah. Getting blocked on a dunk by you should know Clint Capella's there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're gonna but he doesn't have the up. awareness, like the offensive yeah, awareness. Exactly, exactly. Um, which he'll, de- oh, hopefully he'll develop. Well, but that's what I mean is I think a player like that is going to have a much larger leap from their first to second season because they just need to spend time in the league to develop that yeah. awareness. Like his talent is there. And maybe that's why, you know, despite being the first pick, he hasn't been, you know, one of the best rookies so far. Yeah. He started, he was so hot at, at the start of the yeah, season. Definitely. though. Hot out the gates. Mm. Um, then Ted's probably figured out what he was about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did how did he go against the Pels? <sighs> yeah, pretty good actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that game oh, I fucking hated that game. I'm glad we've kind of avoided talking about it. <laughs> um You lost to a catless Delo less wolves. We just made every player on that team look so much better than they are. Like they were so much more efficient than they've been in any other game all season. Um just Ah, God. <laughs> yeah, that was that's that's the most. I think that's the most embarrassing defeat in my basketball fandom. So yeah, far. yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> the team with the worst record in the league without their t- their two best players by like <laughs> five tiers. <laughs> um, looking at their yeah, their like game logs, it's just all losses. Yeah, and they're all by so much. Yeah. Yeah, and then the one of the out. green ones was your team, yeah. which is. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to bring that up. <laughs> no, he looked good, and he was just he was being like flashy and sort of you know morale busting us as well. Like whenever he got it, he hits he hit some big threes. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever he got like a, a good layup or dunk, it felt like you felt the impact of it. Like, yeah. Like when Zion dunks on your head. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I reckon he'll come good. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um. Oh, that was another thing I was going to say just off of like the Hawks and how they're playing this year. I feel like the Knicks, I watched them against, I was kind of in and out of watching them play Portland today. <clears throat> and uh, they really do a good job of not being like Knicks of old. And like they'll stay within their game and they they play with confidence and energy no matter what 
stage of the game. Like, th- there's just so many of the past few seasons I can just remember. Just a dejected team of just, like, I don't know. They are just, like, losers. They weren't, like, they would never take control of the game. It was just, like, they'd start losing and be like, oh, I guess we're losing now. And they would just give up. Uh, but, yeah, this year they just play with so much energy. And there's so many different lineups they can throw out there. And they're all such, like, hustlers and, like, they're, like, Dogs just <laughs> say that for the nth time this episode, uh, but yeah, they, yeah they just though, yeah. they yeah they just have so much energy and they just keep on playing, and yeah, and they got back into this game. They made it a, a four point game, I think, against the Blazers when it really shouldn't have been. Mm, and it's very unnicks like that when you're best players aren't performing well you have other guys who can kind of step up and do well like yeah. Emmanuel quickly was he, did he play well today or he had a good game recently yeah yeah that was today yeah yeah yeah. That was today, down the stretch it? he went I can't remember what it was exactly but he was just he was on fire um, in the fourth quarter he kind of like wheeled them back into the yeah, game and yeah. then he was like making plays for other players and yeah he was gun um, yeah yeah being able to turn to a rookie like that on a team like the Knicks like yeah the shouldn't have a player playing so confidently when they're, you know, not one of the seven best players on the team or whatever yeah. and just take a game against a very good team as well. Yeah. Like back within winning distance. Yeah. It's, things are looking good in New York. <laughs> I, um, I still, Daniel I just, I, I, I really hate the Topton pick more and more though. Yeah. Like the further and like the more, it ha- the more that, the more the season progresses. It's just like, well, he doesn't fit. Oh, which is, but he also wasn't the best player available by a long shot. But like, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't fit in with this team, and he's kind of the only weak spot in their rotation, and he's like the only one that doesn't really work within the system. He's not really like a plug-in player. Mm. Um, also, I don't want to hear fucking Walt Fraser say, "Tapping, stopping, and popping." <laughs> God, that guy's gonna that we're gonna he's gonna have CTE for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's it was kind of it was mind-boggling at the time, and it's still and you know maybe it's like oh is there something they don't know about this guy that, <laughs> you know that, that we don't know that they know no there wasn't he's mowing he's mowing the next grass yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it oh fucking so many players must be mowing the next GM's grass <laughs> for the past thirty years so. yeah um so uh, I want to move on to another team that's doing well in the east. Uh, you might have heard of them, <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, who won two games against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, one that went to double OT before being fucking shut down by. Oh, Colin that was this. Oh wow, that, that was, was this, this week. Yeah, wow, well. like four days ago or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What did you make of those games? So I'm so confused by that double OT game. I don't understand how <clears throat> you go to an overtime. It's because it's a tight game. You go to a second overtime because the first overtime was a tie. And then they were up by 14 points at one stage yeah. in the second overtime. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, and obviously, yeah, it was it was young bull just going off. It just got so hot. But it's like, it's just so confusing to me t- for that to happen at that stage as well. It's not, it wasn't like a mid-game, um, like, turnaround. It was like, it was, cl- it was crunch time. It was like clench time as well, you know? Everyone's fucking sphincters tighten up. You know, you start, you lock down on D a bit more. Um, your offense doesn't look as good because, you know, there's that, like, added pressure. And then they got on... Yeah, they went on, like, a run in in OT2. Uh, so that was just crazy to me. But, yeah, massive wins. And, like, <clears throat> seeing some Allen and Drummond minutes is so weird. Oh, crazy. Crazy. Um, 
Uh, I think like if they don't end up trading one of them, I think like it'll just work for the rest <laughs> of the season and work really well as well. Um, but yeah, I think with that that double OT win, like half the reason Sexton was going so crazy in the second OT, is Kyrie could not fucking guard him and insisted mm. on staying on him. Like, yeah, I think KD guarded him on a few plays, but we. I mean, you've you've said this before. Kyrie surely gets that ego about wanting to guard, like you know the opposition's streaky point guard. Yeah. It's like, no, man, I'll shut him down. He just couldn't, he couldn't handle yeah. him at all. Like, yeah. that, the tying three was one thing. There's so many players yeah. where he just left him in the dust and it's like, yeah. I don't know how Kyrie can be so fast when he's got the ball and so slow when he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I do, I, I feel, I feel Kyrie in that sense. Cause like, I feel like if I'm running, if I was just like going on a run, mm. I give him, I'd say 400 meters before I stop. But I reckon if I was dribbling a basketball, I could sprint for like five kilometers. Yeah, yeah no, no, that's very you, actually. Yeah, yeah. You could play basketball for like four hours and then you'd be like, ah, I, just, you know, I, can't, I don't want to go to the fridge. Like, <laughs> um, No, for real, I've actually thought about this. I feel like I could do whatever the equivalent in calories of a marathon is, just shooting threes. True. Wow. God. So that, I don't would, know how, that would take you so many hours. It would take so long and I would get tennis elbow in like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd just be playing with fucking <laughs> sinew poking yeah. out of my out of my skin. You keep going yet though. Hey, it might make your action better. I don't know. <laughs> well, we can't get better. Um. Anyway, I, so I wanted to make a case um, that the Cavs could be uh, the eighth seed in the East this year. Yeah. Um, so currently they have they have the fourth best defense in the league. Some caveats to that: they're like the second slowest team in the league, so nobody's scoring points on either side very fast. <laughs> and they have the third worst offense in the league, so that kind of balances them out. Cra- crazy because the Knicks have the best yeah, team in the yeah, league. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, why are they fun then? <laughs> like these, are, and the Knicks have the slowest pace as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wizards have the most. Hey, maybe taking your time and like creating a good <laughs> shot is actually fun to watch. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like there's just all these like really good things going on about there that we've talked about, like the locker room thing. But you know, something like Larry Nance Jr. is leading the league in steals. Like, that's, yeah, right. that's a feel good statistic. Like, <laughs> um, uh, like we were just saying, um, they've found a way for Allen and Drummond to not only like play on the same team, but play on the court together. Yeah. Um, Drummond's having a great season. Like I, I do like him more and more and more. Like as a defender, like uh, he looks really unstoppable in the paint. Sometimes you know he does those like weird, weird little layouts that look like he's like fumbling the ball, and they yeah. always go in. Like, uh, wait, who is this? Sorry, Drummond. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I zoned out for a split. <laughs> like he gets in the paint and he's got two defenders on him. He sort of goes, yeah, yeah. Like squirms around and then it pops up and yeah. Like, he keeps doing it. it. It's so weird. Yeah, but it, hey, if it works. And then you see uh, Javale on the break a couple oh of days ago. Oh my god, that dunk! Why, why did it? Why I don't know why he d- dunked it like that. But like the, the, <laughs> the, the worst way to do it. The, the reverse through the legs was actually so clean. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, yeah, there's two guards in front of you. The obvious thing here to do is dunk. Why did Why did you do it like that? Like a ring yeah, grazer. You're yeah. seven feet tall. It's so funny. He's so funny. Um, and you can kind of you can get behind him when he's the third center on the caps well. <laughs> that's when you can really appreciate JaVale McGee um, mm. if they end up trading Drummond or Allen or the, I don't see the latter happening um, the lineup doesn't really lose anything because they've got like a replacement and either they get like another good piece or they get a bunch of picks to you know to build their future towards so like I feel like yeah losing either of those centers there's no 
there's no like net loss mm. for the actual team itself um yeah like colin sexton is just such a bucket mm. um I think I do think having a game like that is just evidence that you can be a great clutch player against good teams. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, maybe he'll never do it again, but I will. I'll. I'll. I'll take that L when it comes <laughs> yeah. to it. Um. Uh. And then yeah, this thing like I feel like the Cavs have always been in my mind this kind of basket case organization who got the LeBron pick, like you know, didn't really surround him with good pieces ever never um made some really bad picks made some really bad moves yet the sort of the fallout from what they did post Kyrie and lebron is like it's the reason for all of this stuff like the sexton pick is yeah. from the Kyrie trade some stuff they picked up from that they slowly turned into like drummond larry mm. nance jr allen like these are all yeah. these all these bits that they acquired from yeah. back then i've turned have actually very quickly turned into a, a good team. Yeah. Like, not over five years, like, over three. Yeah. Um, um, well, we're actually going to get on, into this in the in the next episode of uh, The Deep 2. Mm. But I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm posing the question, apart from drafting LeBron, is keeping the pick that turned into Colin Sexton the best move they made this millennium? Definitely. And I think it is. Definitely. Uh, and the... So the Lakers nets are these massive markets that can take these punts and then they'll just still be a big market. But like <clears throat> that towing the line between wanting to win with LeBron and being like, this team is fucking trash. So we're going to have to like, we need a 10 year plan as well as our two year plan. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think they might've towed that as uh, no, no, they could, they didn't tow that as well as they could have. Uh, but they towed that very well, especially at the very end. Um, yeah, the ve- like LeBron's last year, making those moves. That's so interesting. Yeah, because in one sense, they could have thrown away all their assets to mm. get a few more pieces so LeBron could beat the Warriors. Yeah. But then they're coming up against the best team of this millennium. So, like, <laughs> is it really worth throwing away yeah. the next 10 years of your franchise? Yeah. Like, to not beat the Warriors team, but just not get swept by them or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. That's a great point. Um uh yeah so they're currently they're second in the league in uh clutch time six wins and one loss in the, the clutch yeah Fuck how yeah. crazy is that I think, where, where are the pels uh 20th actually yeah that's, so that's better better than last season. <laughs> yeah, that's actual improvement <laughs> yeah um i think pistons are pistons are last and it's awful it's like it's like they've had 11 games go down to clutch and they've lost 10 of them or something um i i'm so Everything that I wanted to say, I remembered. Yeah. So I'm never writing my notes down again. Man, Blake Griffin looks so sad. Yeah. Like, it, it's so... He's so out of... And he's so... There's no energy in his face or in his game. They went to overtime against the Hawks, maybe. Um, and, yeah, last play was like Jeremy Grant drove to the basket, uh, attempted a layup, missed it. He got tunneled by someone um, who just wasn't set at all. Uh and then there was just a no call that goes into overtime. And man, Blake, there's just no expression on his face. He's like, he's complete. He's so far from what he was. Um, and it's crazy. Uh, and it's like, yeah, what what, what do you do then? Like, you're, you're the one of the worst teams in the league. Blake's shooting eight shots in a game. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's a catch and shoot. He's a, he's a floor spreader. Yeah. And you're paying him $40 million. Fuck. Um, do you reckon he's just in like lots of pain from past injuries or something? Like, 
I don't know. Like, because, yeah, you're right. He looks completely passionless. Yeah. And he should, I should just retire. Like, <laughs> like no, seriously. Like, <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, he's he's not playing well. He's not obviously not enjoying himself. And he's on the worst team in the league. Like, yeah. Uh, I'd take him. I'd take him for Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. I'd take a passionless eight, <laughs> eight FGA. Oh, that actually sounds good <laughs> compared to Westbrook's passionate in air quotes. Think about how he'd spread the floor for Bryant, you know? Like, <laughs> actually, maybe the Pels should take him as our, our stretch floor. <laughs> I don't know. Niccolo Melli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a straight swap for Melli. Um, another crazy thing about, yeah, so Pace, Cavs, well, the bottom three teams in the league are Cavs, Suns, and Knicks. Top team in the league are the Wizards and Bulls are second. So it's like, you know, run, this run and gun style doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the very, like, yeah, the teams at the bottom of this are quite, um, are all quite successful. Because then, because that is really a controlled pace and that is your own game. Uh, another fun fact about the Wizards, they lead the league in fouls and uh, free throw attempts against them. Um, <laughs> that's the only thing we excel in this year. Uh, actually, no, we we're very good at uh, ter- in terms of turnovers. We're actually um, fourth in the league, but, you know, we're yeah. also three and eight. The Pels are pretty bad for turnovers. Um, yeah, we get an offensive board and then we turn it over, I think is a statistical distillation of our <laughs> play style at the moment. Um, uh, before we get into the TR... Oh, yeah. Did we talk about, um, did we talk about the Instagram trade thing? Oh, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Go take it away. Um, so, uh, Lucas tagged me in some trade rumor on Instagram the other day. And it was just one of those annoying pages that makes these rumors up with no source. Doesn't provide a source at all. Just for the fucking hell of it, I guess. Like, they're just like, hey, what if this happened? Yeah. There's no evidence that it's happening. There's no evidence that it could happen, that it would happen. Um, and so I thought it'd be funny to message <laughs> this. I feel like, yeah, wait, I'll get the, I'll get the DM up cause it's pretty funny. Okay. So we're back. Uh, bad news. We, we're not going to do our tier one plays this week because we really want to get into that and we're running along for time. Yeah. But so, the DM. So yeah, I'll just tell this story. So yeah, I messaged this page called trending NBA, uh, hearing the Wiz are keen to move on from Westbrook. They look better on the floor as it is without him. Now the Cavs have Allen and Kevin uh, Porter Jr. has spat the dummy. I'm hearing a swap of Westbrook for Drummond and KPJ. The Wiz need a capable big man with Bryant out and Drummond could be a more long-term solution to some of their defensive problems. Just fucking completely talking out of my balls. Yeah, getting sent from Marco <laughs> underscore sass. Yeah. yeah, my personal account. Right, right for the Canberra not, Times. Not my basketball account. <laughs> um, and yeah, they reply, this is dope, appreciate it. <laughs> And then, like, two hours later, they posted. They posted. <laughs> it's just... They just, like, used fucking almost verbatim all the, yeah, all the language I was using. They say, the Wizards may may keen... So, yeah, there's a bit of a grammatical error there. <laughs> may keen to move on from Westbrook. As beliefs rise, they look better on the floor without him. The Cavaliers may swap Westbrook for Drummond. The Wizards need a capable big man with Thomas Bryant. Yeah. It's just exactly Marco what didn't I copy said. and paste. That wasn't, like, a copy and paste of his audio. They just copied what he said. <laughs> Um, also, what, did we name this? This is called Trending NBA. Yeah, Trending yeah, that's what it's NBA. called. Um, what are you doing? Like, for real, what are you guys? What are you, is it fun? Like, I want to just know. I want to, I really want to, I really want to get inside the mind of whoever the admin of this page is. Because it's like, you're just making up fake rumors. Um, you're just making, like, what? what's the point? They got, 
Like, what's the point? What are they doing all this for? Um, and then proving how much of a uh, two-faced simp I am, I did message them being like, hey, me and my boy run an NBA pod, the JVG NBA tribute show. Like, we'd love if you could credit us as a source or shout us out or something. And he was like, oh, yeah, I run promos. So it's uh, $25 to go on a story and $40 to go on a post. So Unbelievable. <laughs> that's why he does it, because the people pay him a, a, uh, a little bit of money to... Yeah promote their business in the fucking description on the most ridiculous trade rumor you've ever heard so funny that's so funny <laughs> like if i read about a business in that westbrook to the Cavs trade rumor i would intentionally not shop there <laughs> I would intentionally not give them my custom <laughs> uh, um and like yeah like what is it with pe- like they don't source anything Nothing. they don't even make Nothing. up like a fake there's like we're hearing <laughs> yeah i'm hearing that uh from marco <laughs> the clippers are interested in signing bradley Beal, uh training for bradley beal it's like uh, i i'm i'm sure they are <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Leading, leading the league in points scored i'm sure they'd be interested in signing him <laughs> uh anyway if you're listening to this training nba respect the hustle but you're a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> but also, I want to sit you down and talk about why you're doing all of this. Yeah. I want to know what sort of basketball... No, actually, let's go a bit deeper. I want to know what sort of basketball fan this guy is. I, like, I, w- I reckon the worst person to watch a basketball <laughs> game with. Like, I'm almost certain it's a 16-year-old who plays way too much 2K, who knows how to yeah. do Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd consider Levine as like a tier one player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's definitely a Bulls fan. For oh, sure. loves the heroes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's probably just Tyler Hero's little brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then it's fucking sick. Yeah. Hearing from my older bro that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on from trending NBA. <laughs> are we are we wrapping it up? Yeah, I think we, so. You're trick right. Marco did say Save the tier stuff for yeah. another episode. I also think by far and away this is my um my worst episode. Ah, whatever. <laughs> you weren't prepared. You're tired. I was gonna say I was gonna start with that, but then I realized I, I should end with it. So then they have listened to the episode already. Oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it um, was. It was. And well, I'll do a bit of front announcing. We were gonna. Um, we were planning on having our friend Connor. Oh, yeah. um, On the pod. This is a shout out to all of our fans. He had the best critical takes on our podcast of anyone we've spoken to so far. So. The ball's in your court, JBG is. And it was a good bar and it was just raised to a new... It was like one of those things, you know, when those guys, uh, like those Fitzbo guys, they're doing the, like, that thing where they're like, that, and they jump up. You know that <laughs> yeah. exercise? Yeah. Do you reckon they saw it through the mic? <laughs> yeah, definitely. They'll know exactly what you're talking about. Um, anyway, the bar was raised. Yeah. Oh, no. wow. I've already put my... I've already put the L in the W column. Oh, shit. That's how confident you are. No, I'm actually not confident. I did nah, that by accident. Because of the streak. Because of the... Yeah. The... What is it? The curse of babe or whatever? I don't know. Things of that nature. Uh, all right. So... Oh, but we... Uh, yeah. We're going to have Connor on next week. We're going to have him on this week, but we didn't prepare anything for ourselves, let alone yeah, a guest. Yeah, we've been very bad form to have him on and be like, oh, so how about them Boston Celtics? <laughs> yeah. um, but you can't blame me. I went to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, point guard, Sebastian Telfair. No, that's a really good name. Shooting guard, Bonzi Wells. Bonzi Wells. Yeah. No. Uh, small forward, Devin Ebanks. Devin Ebanks. Yeah. No. Power forward, Andrew Nicholson. No, but uh, yeah, no, no. I couldn't in good faith say yes. Uh, center, Jamal McGlure. No. Awesome. Damn, the curse is broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Jamal McLuhan kind of looks like Charlie Tuna. Uh, what <laughs> yeah, else? Cool. We got? Sebastian Telfair was a gun. Mm. He was such a good. He was such a good player. Yeah. Bonzi Wells, sick name. Devin E. Banks, I think he played. He might have played for that. He, I, I think he played for the Lakers. He might have played for the Lakers. Um, chant. He might have, might have won a ring with them. Oh shit! Or he was part of. Or he was part of no no he was part of like the worst he was part of their down years. You know it'd right. be fun at the end of trickmarko.xls if it ever ends to do like a statistical analysis of and be like how many of these players won a ring like how many made the oh, finals wow. like what was like the average I don't know there's so much there's so much interesting shit in there it's like how yeah. many how many championship winning NBA players do you not know? <laughs> oh, True. Do I, do I not True. Know? Well, fucking Chris Boucher is a two time champion. True. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah, he won yeah, he was on the Raptors and the Warriors. True. Yeah, he won that one with the Raptors everyone knows about and he was on right. the Warriors roster when they won. Yeah, at least you know him, but yeah, you wouldn't think of him as a two time champion, yeah. that's for sure. Um and uh shout out to the Cheesebridge Saganakis, my basketball team. Oh true. We just got jerseys and I was gonna be number fifty, but I changed it to twenty five because it's not only Chris Boucher but Scott Lucas. And half of fifty. <laughs> And that's and that's episode twenty six. And I, I I mean I guess JaVale McGee is gonna have like what four rings by the end of this year. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Ciao. You've been listening to an episode of the Jeff Van Gundy NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Lucas Petridis and Marco Holden Jeffrey. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at JBG NBA Tribute Show and Twitter at JBG NBA. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one.